This is Friday, November 27th in our evening prayer. I'm going to read 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 14 to 18. And we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with all. See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I want to share with you this evening a first-person account. It was an atmosphere of grief, terror, and helpless rage. It was horrible. I remember a high school boy weeping because he was completely paralyzed. I remember paralyzed women giving birth to babies in iron lungs. I remember a little girl who lay motionless for days with her eyes closed. Yet she recovered. And I can remember how we all cried when she went home. And I remember how the staff used to kid Dr. Salk, kidding him in earnest, telling him to hurry up and do something. Now, this is a first-person account of the polio epidemic. It wasn't so very long ago, in the 1950s, and the nurse who related these events worked in the hospital where Jonas Salk was working on a vaccine for the dreaded disease. That's why she wanted him to hurry up. Each day, the doctor who would bring a cure to the suffering souls there could be seen coming and going from the hospital. I thought of this moment, this Thanksgiving week, as I read the words from Paul's letter. We read the ending of 1 Thessalonians as a series of rapid-fire commands, taking little time to meditate on them one by one. There's an urgency to them, like the sense of urgency from the days waiting for the sock vaccine. These are the times we're living in today. Not just because we're waiting on a vaccine. It's because of what Jesus has done. And because salvation has come and is coming for our world. There is also a sense that we're waiting. While we have the grace of God in Christ, we know that a better world is coming and we long for that. What do we do when we wait? Well, we're not, we are active, not passive. We are patient with everyone. We want to make the most of all of the opportunities that God provides to us. Our prayers take on a depth and riches, richness. We find ourselves always praying because we know we're standing at the crossroads of history, a place of change. We know we're living through important times, and these are times that will sit history on a different course, a, a different trajectory. We also become more and more grateful because we know that in the midst of this moment, God is working. He's always working, of course. But at times like this, we feel it even more acutely. We know that all things are headed toward the kingdom of Jesus. And this is why we feel a sense of urgency. We take nothing for granted. We're watchful and thankful. Because the story isn't something we're watching from afar. We're not reading it in a history book. We are living it right now. Except the first believers, well, they weren't waiting for a vaccine. They were waiting for Jesus. Now, perhaps as the years have turned, we've lost that sense of urgency that's in the gospel. The sense that every conversation and 
and every interaction with other people really does matter. The sense that we're living in the middle of God's plan to redeem the creation. The sense that the fullness of the kingdom of Jesus is coming. That we must pray continually. That we ought to be giving thanks every moment. I hope instead the opposite happens this week. That we become even more aware in our gratitude of our hope that is in Christ. We become more focused and thoughtful knowing that God is at work in this moment. Let's pray together. Holy and loving Father, our eyes are fixed on you. As we navigate these times, trying times, we remember that the world, and we too, are yours. All things rest in your care. We pray for all your people and for your coming kingdom. Remind us this day to be thankful and to keep our eyes fixed on you. For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.